All right, everyone, today's July 6, 2019, and this is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This week, there isn't a ton to talk about. We have Kalen Kessler. He was obtainable from the Kapakapu raids, which have been going on for a bit, uh, but he was obtainable this week. We have his cards and skills to talk about whether any of those cards or skills um, have are going to have an impact on the meta. It's possible, you know, you never know what skills could be useful later on. We're going to talk about esports this week. Uh, last week, we erroneously mentioned that Duelings Meta Championship Series 20 is happening later in the month, but it actually happened last Saturday, so that was June 29th. We also have some smaller tournaments to talk about. Uh, so we'll go over all those winning decks. Uh, podcast question of the week. The best yield from the Kapakapu raids. We'll hear from everyone who answered. And, uh, you know, what the best thing was about this new event. Uh, if you're waiting for the deck of the week, Doug Dimmendul's deck of the week, he is not here today. He is out celebrating Independence Day. One could only assume wearing an American flag do-rag like Bandit Keith. So, Doug is off this week. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back next week. So, this will be a bit of a shorter episode. Uh, just in advance. Uh, you know, search the Dual Assessment Podcast. Please subscribe. Uh, any help is welcome. Like, subscribe. Um, yeah, let me know. So this week in the Dual World, for myself, I have completed the Kapakapu event as of yesterday or the day before when I obtained my third Earthbound Wave. So I got all my cards. I got to the ending. I got the character. So pretty much done. I haven't faced the level 100 yet, and um, you know, you just get an icon. I don't really care about icons, frankly. Um, I think I have everything I have, so the rest of the event is just you know, occasionally duel the Earthbound Immortal for those um, duel-thon points, I guess. But that is it for the event. In terms of PvP, I guess I'll go over the less interesting one first. In Ranked, I moved up one level to Platinum 2. I am playing Balanced 6 Sams, though. That is a new development for me. Um, no, there's not much different, really. I mean, I'm not playing beatdowns. So I can't get over certain guys, but I have consistency, uh, more consistency with my back row. I'm getting a dual wield on, on my first turn or whatever, or getting my Shen's Dojo right away. So there is more consistency. I am on a winning streak, but I haven't played enough because I have divested my time into some special duels. Special duels... Um, it, it's notable that special duels did not start when they expected it to, so it started on the 2nd, I believe. It was a day off. And as a result, it will go on to July 9th. So we have three more days to play special duels. And uh, for anyone who did not play last time, Special duels are, like, ranked before they fixed it. And by that, I mean gold is the final rank before King of Games. So gold, five, and then you hit King of Games. So a um, lot less climbing to do. I, myself, am in gold three, and I am playing a Roid deck. So I, w I went on Duel Links meta, and they have all these decks that won uh, Special Duels King of Games. And I finally found one that I could build, and that was Nerver's uh, Roid deck. And just going over this deck, used the skill, Cyrus skill, Fusion Reserve Roids, 
Every time you lose 1800, you could add a fusion, uh, a roid fusion material. And that's basically all of them. So, it's a free draw, basically. It's not even a draw sense skill where you skip your draw, it's a free draw. So, how this deck goes, it is a direct attack deck. Um, you know, you could talk about burn decks being horrible or whatever, but this is. This requires a little more skill. It's not the most skillful deck, frankly, but it, it requires a little more skill. I think deck thinning is a skill that you need in this to play the deck. Um, so how it works is your direct attacker is submarine roid, 800, 1800, and you take advantage of the field spell Megaroid City when you attack. Um, your monster can switch its attack and defense. So the the submarine roid becomes 1800 direct attack, which is very good. And then you get to dump something into the graveyard. Um, typically, you use your other monsters, so that is drill roid, truck, uh, steam roid, and three mixer roids. Mixer roid is also a very key card because you can summon it and then tribute it for a submarine roid straight from the deck. So if you didn't draw submarine roid in your first turn, you can use mixer roid. And even if you did draw Submarine Roid, you could just play Mixeroid and thin out your deck. So, um, if you don't have your Megaroid City out. In terms of the back row, you have three Paleozoic Canadias, one Powerful Rebirth, two Pulse Mines, and three Wall of D. I personally do not have three Wall of D, so I have a Mirror Wall instead. It does the same thing, I guess. It's even better in some cases, but... Um, so that's my deck. There's an extra deck, too. Two Super Viacroid Jumbo Drills, two Parapsychroid, one Super Viacroid Stealth Union, and one Battleroid. Or Barbaroid, I mean. And frankly, I haven't even used my my extra deck. So, you could do something with uh, Mixeroid, I think. You could, um, you know, banish stuff from the graveyard and play one of them. But I frankly haven't even done that yet. So, I've just been attacking with Submarineroid. And... Yeah, decks are really good right now in this meta. You are seeing a lot of the same decks in special duels, though. That's just if you think ranked isn't too diverse, you you really see the same old decks. Um, Red Eye Slash, of course. Sub Terror. I don't think I've seen. Um, I've seen some Neo Space Neo uh, Spatian decks. Blue Eyes, of course. Blue Eyes, Red Eyes are the main decks you'll see, and some Neospace and some some Terrors, but you don't really see much else. I did face another Cyrus deck in my last match, which I won. Ubel is another one, I guess. So it's not, I guess it's not completely not diverse, but it's less diverse than ranked right now. I've not seen Magnet Warriors. I guess you see Ancient Gears too. Okay, so it's not not the worst meta, I guess. But yeah, you're you're gonna see a lot of the same decks. So, you know, I'm doing fine with the roids right now. They're cheap to build. Um, it's actually pretty fun to play, I think. I, uh, direct attack deck. People don't, typically don't even play back row nowadays, I think. So, try it out. It's a pretty fun deck. Alright, so we're going to talk about esports now. Duelist Meta Championship Series 20. Like I mentioned before last week, I thought, I think I read something wrong, but... It did happen last Saturday. It's notable that people brought Six Sams again. Six Sams was Tier 3, I think, and then they moved it up to Tier 2, so it's starting to come back. 
But the thing is, even though it's kind of back in representation, it didn't even do the best. It didn't place top four, only one in the top eight. But the share in the top 32 are very diverse. There's Blue Eyes, Six Sams, Ancient Gears, Magnet Warriors, Red Eyes, Subterror, and then one of each of some other smaller archetypes. So a lot of decks are vying for the top spot. First place, Wildman, Ancient Gears. So, I guess Ancient Gears, they get they get first place a lot. And um, this doesn't look too different from past decks. Two Reactor Dragon, one, two Breaker, two Sphere Kribo, three Wyvern, three Galaxy Cyclone, one Double Cyclone, three Gear Town, two Ancient Gear Fortress, two Treacherous. Notable, they have two Noblemen of Crossout in the side deck. And that's a very good card against Subterrors, which are... I guess they're the top deck. They're considered the top deck. So maybe that's why Ancient Gears did do very well, because they did, um, you know, not only Nobleman of Crossout, which destroys all of the set monsters, but they will negate the effect of the flip effects themselves when they attack. So very good. Second place, Vino Poiety with Light and Dark Spellbooks. This is the regular spellbooks you see, Light and Dark. You've got a base. It's a silent spellbook deck, of course. Silent Magician package. Three uh, Blue Boys. Three Spellbook of Secrets. One Library of the Crescent. Two Spellbook of Fate. One Power. One Spellbook Organization. One Limited Spellbook of Eternity. And two Spellbook of the Master. In terms of the Dark Monsters, you got two Breakers and one Kaiku. Kaiku is quite solid. Uh, when you do get that ability off to banish stuff from the graveyard, that's still... A very relevant thing to do in this meta. Third place, Luke Tyler, Balanced Triamids. Um, very competitive deck. Balance makes a lot of sense. They use monsters, spells, and traps in equal numbers. I think they had to boost the traps because uh, other than Triamid Pulse, everything else is optional. So they filled it out with two Treacherous, three Paleozoic Canadian. And third place, Negdu Zap, Sealed Tombs, Blue Eyes. This is pretty much the Blue Eyes you see. You've got your Snipe Hunter engine, White Stone of Ancients, Dragon Spirit of White, Dawn Knight, Cosmo Brain, Blue Eyes. And then you got two Treacherous, one Offerings to the Doomed, and even Ultimate Providence. So Ultimate Providence makes use of discarding. It, it, the discard is not a cost. Discard is a good thing to do. It's amazing that the deck looks like this now, you know. It it doesn't have Silver's Cry anymore. That was such a good card. And that's completely different. So that is it. Yeah, the the fifth place deck. Black Feathers, Balance, Six Sams is what I copied for my um, ranked duels deck. And it makes use of the card Battle Guard Rage, which is pretty cool. It's a Tristan card. I was wondering why I had 10 of that trap card. And it's not something you buy, of course. So so that is Duelix Meta 20, Championship Series 20. Dead Meta Weekly 79 on July 2nd. Again, um, Six Sams came up quite a bit, but they didn't make the top spot again. First place, Just Desserts, Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes. So, the new look Red Eyes, they don't have... Uh, Red Eye Spirit or Return of the Red Eyes. They have Wyvern. Wyvern 
helps you bring back a monster. Special summon a red eyes from a graveyard. And also three black metal dragons. So they kind of help in that regard. This deck runs BLS, Sacred Soldier, and AD Changer. AD Changer is kind of considered a core card, but BLS, Sacred Soldier, um, banishes cards. So it's pretty good when it comes back from the... Uh, when it comes back from Red Eye Slash. Second place, Moberry, Switcheroo, Cyber Dark, Neos. Um, this is a deck you've seen three archetypes fit into one. I thought it was really ugly. Typically, it was Kawakimeru, Cyber Dark, Neos. Kawakimeru is out. You've got more Cyber Dark cards. So there's three cannons, Cyber Dark Cannon, three Edge, and one Lang Ling. Um... You got more space for the, the Neos cards. There's a Miracle Fusion. That's another uh, Neos Fusion. So it's four Fusion cards. There's even a Lava Golem here for good measure. And in the sideboard, there's a Royal Command, which uh, negates all flip effects. So that is a Subterror tech. Third place, Dog, Light and Dark Spellbooks. This is pretty much the same deck we saw before. Um... From uh, Vino Poides, Light and Dark Spellbooks. The two Breaker, one Kaiku as the Dark Monsters. The back row is all... The, I mean, the Spellbooks are all the same. Third place, Tom V. Delzin, Light and Dark Six Sams. Um, fairly typical deck. Three Kizen, two Inishi, one in, uh, Kizaru, one Iru, three Fuma, one Legendary Secret, two Six Samurai United. Three World Legacy Clash, two Dojo, one Dimensional Prison, two Dual Wield. Pretty um, typical. It does run Skullmeister in the side deck. That was one card I used to run in my original Six Sam's deck. So that is it for Duel Links Meta Weekly. It's let's go to Duel Links Taiwan Weekly. Moving over to Asia, July fifth. So this is a fairly recent one. Uh, they use a two deck format, so they have a, they have a they don't use sideboards, and their stipulations are if you win a duel, you have to keep the deck, but the the person who loses the duel, the first duel, has the option to switch the, their deck. First place, Skyraker, Sealed Tombs, Blue Eyes. Um, so this is interesting. They they run three cards that are weird. It's Herald of the Abyss. You pay 1500 to send a monster to the graveyard. And two, share the pain. This is something that has crept up to even what I have faced on the ladder. So I have seen shared the pain because it's showing up in these deck lists. If you remember in the TCG, share the pain was one of the first cards that... It was one of the earliest cards in the game. I think it was from Battle Raiders. It says tribute one monster and make your opponent tribute one monster for no effect. So you're not destroying them, you're not sending them to the graveyard, you're tributing them. And uh, in essence, in Duel Links, that has the same ability as send to the graveyard. So it's the same thing, it gets around effect destruction, uh, protection, effect destruction protection. Yu-Gi-Oh! is a complicated game. And uh, Ancient Gears deck also has a share of the pain, so Skyraker made use of that card. And it's a card we're going to start seeing, I think. Um, of course, you have to have a monster, and it's good for those uh, decks that can't afford to have stuff in the graveyard like Blue Eyes. So it is, it's close to premium removal at this point, even though you're paying, it's a two for one, 
you're paying your monster and a magic card, you uh, have to make use of that monster in the graveyard to recruit the use of Share the Pain. Second place in this tournament, Triple DLV21, Master Tribute Subterrors. They only played one deck, so I guess they stuck with it. Um, so it's running... Oh, Subterra Neos. Sorry about that. It's running both archetypes, so you've got not much space. Uh, there is a Sukayomi for the Subterrors. One Econ, one Treacherous, one Cosmic Cyclone. Otherwise, it's very cut and dry, combining both archetypes. Third place, it's in Chinese, so that translates to Don't Know Doctorate. Previously, we had a Don't Know Maple Leaf, so this is a Don't Know Doctorate. We assume it's the same person. Mast Tribute Lava Golem Magnet Warrior in Ancient Gears. Magnet Warrior uh, is an interesting deck. Um, there's a lot of recycle. There's one Burial from a Different Dimension and three Powerful Rebirth. So those are cards that can... Um, you know, once you banish... Well, the Burial from Different Dimension makes use of the Magnet Warriors, which you used for the Berserkion. And the uh, Powerful Rebirth just helps you bring back a monster. So, um, it also fits in three Lava Golems, which is crazy. Um, but I guess when you have a big beater and you hit them and they don't have much life left, you can just Lava Golem them to win the game. It's a very, very uh, demoralizing feeling that I do not approve of. And uh, Ancient Gears, very typical deck. Not much to say, they do run a World Legacy Clash, I guess. And third place, Dark Crow. Dark Crow was disqualified. Um, they noted that he used a different version of the Blue Eyes deck. He was the first place winner, actually. So then he got dropped to third place. So we assume they faced off against Skyraker, and then uh, they won by cheating. So Dark Crow played Beatdown. Blue Eyes, which runs one share of the pain, of course, and beat down six Sams. Runs one copy of uh, Double Edged Sword Technique, which we do see sometimes. So that is it for Duel Links Taiwan. And the last tournament we'll talk about is Battle Phase 4, uh, a Duel Links Entertainment Series that is run on Monday afternoons. First place, Small Cheese Sealed Tombs Triamids. Typical build for Triamids, you got three Master, three Hunter, one Dancer. And you got your Field Spells, three Cruisers, three King Golem, two Fortress. Two Triamid Pulse, of course. They don't have enough Trap Cards to fill out Balance, but they do have two Treacherous Trap Hole. Nice to see Triamids win a tournament. Second place, Maxino, tie that binds six Sams. This is the first deck I've seen that runs two Double-Edged Sword Techniques. And that's a little... Um, Win more card, I think. It's it's more of a win more card. Um, you summon two six samurais from the graveyard. Uh, they get destroyed in the end phase, but basically you get more attacks in. So it's a pretty, um, pretty aggressive deck. Third place, Buns, Middle Age, Mechs, Ancient Gears. Very typical deck. Uh, three Galaxy Cyclones seem to be the way to go for the deck. Um, also runs World Legacy Clash. And Minato, Light and Dark Six Sams. Uh, it runs one Return of the Six Samurai, which is what I run um, in my balance deck, but of course I have more trap cards. Uh, make up for the difference. 
that is it for esports this week. And Dolg's Meta has uploaded, updated their tier list from the uh, MCS20, I assume. Subterrors are the sole tier 1 deck. They're the deck to beat. I guess that's why we do see some ancient gears to uh, counteract our abilities. Tier 2 is very crowded. That's why we do have the diverse meta we have. Ancient gears, blue eyes, and triamids have gone up to tier 2. Red eyes have dropped down from tier 1 to tier 2. Six Sams and Spellbooks are all here too, so we do see plenty of these decks uh, vying for the top spot, and they do contribute to the diverse meta. I think, um, just as a tip for the Six Sams players, um, you have to have Iru. Iru um, destroys face down set monsters with an effect ability, so that'll get around any of the flipping of sub terrors. Of course, one mistake that many make um, is you have to have another 6 Samurai Monster on the board in addition to Iru to do that. And sometimes it's worth using your dojo, building up your dojo for forced fork tokens for counters on your dojo so you could get Iru straight from the deck and then you could take out the sub-terrors. That's just one tip from me as a 6 Samurai player. I can't really speak to the other archetypes. Third... Uh, tier 3, Kawaki, Meiru, Magnet Warriors, and Neos. Magnet Warriors are the sole high potential deck that was promoted to Tier 3. Kawaki, Meiru has dropped down. Kawaki, Meiru, and Neos are kind of the same deck now, so they're just packaged together. And high potential decks that have been removed. Amano, Stun, uh, YouTube deck, Dark Magician, and Gem Knights have all been uh, removed. Yeah, Dark Magician just got one card, so I, I was... Wondering how good that trap card could have been to keep them on the tier list. Gem Knights were put on because they're bursty, but um, you know they're they're never really <laughs> a tiered deck. So that is it for the tier list and for uh, competitive duel links for the week. Let's move on to the podcast question of the week. It was about the Kapakapu raid events. What was the best yield from the Kapakapu duels, uh, Raid Duels event? So like I mentioned last week, this is a new um, PvE experience where they combined things from many different past PvE events and they made this whole new thing a way to get a new character and to get new cards without farming. And 24% said it was getting Kaelin's dual skills, 48% said getting the new cards, Infernities and Kapakapu included, and 28% said the great PvE content. 28% enjoyed the event just for the event itself. Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk, Doug David Duel says, I love having a new boss monster to run in my decks. And Kapakapu is actually very good. Uh, It's a card that you probably are stuck with one because it is such a good card. It hurts its consistency, but, you know, it's a it's a card that could just close out games if you could just get to two, two tributes off, and that's not too hard to do with the number of ramp things we have now. Um, of course, protecting the monsters is another thing, but once it's on the board, it can't be attacked. Um, you just have to play around the back row, but once it gets some shots off, it will win the game soon. Grand Terrier says, I thoroughly enjoy this event. It's fun to see them experimenting with different mechanics. Yeah, I can't agree more with this. I think um, some some aspects 
were, were agonizing, I, I must say. Um, but I really like what they did. They they tried new things and they didn't fail. I don't think they failed they, for sure. They they got a lot. I think this is a positive response. Mostly, like, people will have a positive response to this event. Um, and you really have to grind your face off like past events with farming. I think they're trying to do away with farming, and this one just didn't have it. So I guess that is an improvement. Uh, Milton25 disagrees. This event was... Uh, put in whatever word for the emoji, poop, shit, crap, whatever. This event was blank, aside from the free gems and new character. So Milton may have had a problem with... Um, Duels ending too fast. I think that is one problem I had too. The the uh, Earthbound Immortal made the duels end really fast. Uh, Infernity stalled very well. So all those things may have been expensive for the um, Dark Signer uh, remnants you collect, the vestiges you collect. So um, it is a little grindy in that regard. But personally, I did not mind because I had to level up Kalen Kessler anyway. So. Uh, just get some auto duels in, I guess. Duelings Lounge says, "Where is the option for free gems?" Yeah, I didn't include free gems because that would be a hundred percent runaway winner. So, uh, yeah, I personally have not spent gems recently, so I have close to nine thousand now. So it's very good. Sabalama says, "Kapakapu is love." So, yeah, they were a fan of getting the card. In terms of Kalen Kessler himself, we finally get this character. Um, it's good to get a bad guy, I guess, in 5Ds. Everyone else, everyone was a good guy, so get some bad guys there. Um, personally, don't really understand the anime. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch 5Ds, so I don't know how good this character was, but he seems kind of tacky in my opinion right now. Um, I don't know. Some people like this guy, I guess. So... In terms of the cards we got, there is a repeated card. We saw this with uh, Loomis and Umber where they repeated some of the cards. And this one is Memory Crusher. I forget which duelist gave us this card, but um, let's see. Ubel. Okay, so Ubel gave it to us and also Kalen Kessler. Uh, level 3 Fiend, 1000 attack, 600 defense. If this card successfully attacks directly, inflict 100 damage to your opponent for each card in their extra deck. Yeah, uh, very bad card. It's not going to see play. Okay, for sixteen hundred, I guess, but let's if it even gets through. So, yeah, it's a card that's just filler. It's not going to see play in any capacity. This is a card we get three of from Kalen Kessler. It's called Inf- Infernity Dwarf, level two warrior, eight hundred attack, five hundred defense. While you have no cards in your hand during battle between an attacking monster you control. And defense monster whose defense is lower than the attack of the attacking monster inflict uh, piercing basically inflict the difference as battle damage. So it's an 800 attacker with piercing when you're handless. So yeah, this is really bad too. Um, it has an infernity tag. I think that's all it has going for it. Uh, I think even with the cards we have in infernities, this card will not see any play. So this is not a good card. Earthbound Revival. It's a spell card. We get three copies. Discard one card, then target one Earthbound Immortal Monster and one field spell in your graveyard. Add those targets to your hand. It's refill when your Earthbound dies. 
Um, it is a cost, though. So, I think the best field spell to use is Mausoleum of the Emperor, because you can kind of ramp, help ramp up uh, Kapakapu, so it's fewer tributes. But it is situational, this is situational, and having both cards in your graveyard, Kapakapu has to be dead. I, I don't think this card's worth it. Next card we get one of. It's it's one of the more notable cards we see from from Kaelin Kessler because of its appearance, I think. It's a really stally card and it looks really cool. Infernity Avenger, level 1, Fiend Tuner, 0, Attack and Defense. When a monster you control except Infernity Avenger is destroyed by battle, with an opponent's monster and sent to the graveyard, when you have no cards in your hand, you can special summon this from the graveyard. In that case, the level of this monster is equal to the level of the destroyed monster. It does a few things. It is level modulating, so it's a tuner with le- level modulation. You could ramp up to make a bigger tuner. It's stall, so you could stall and bring this back from the graveyard. And best yet, it's a tuner that does not have to work with Infernities. It is Infernity, it has an Infernity tag, but you can use it in any uh, Synchro deck. So it is a conditional ability, but I can see it having a fit in Synchro's um, and it's just a one-off, sure, but uh, if you need to fill in a slot of some monster you don't have, let's say you don't have a um, Psychic Wheel Dealer, this could be something that you can consider in its place. I think it's a nice card. Um, it's just a very... It has to fit in a certain deck because it, it modulates levels. But it is, you know, it does come back, and then you can help Synchro Summon the next turn really fast, so that's always a good thing for Synchros. Infernity Guardian, this is another card we get one of. Level 4, Fiend, 1200 attack, 1700 defense. When you have no cards in your hand, this face-up card cannot be destroyed by battle or card effects. So it's a stall card. Um, Sats are irrelevant because you'll probably be keeping it in defense mode. Um, The thing is, it doesn't protect against Banish. It doesn't protect against Send to the Graveyard. It doesn't protect against uh, Bounce to the Hand. So those are things we see a lot. Um... It's not the worst card. I don't think this is a card that it hurts to give us more of. This we only have one of. Um, it's not a tuner itself. It's just tuner material. So you just want to stall with this card and get a synchro or tribute summon out or something. So it's not the best card in my opinion, but it has some stall capabilities. Infernity Break is a trap card we get one of. If you have no cards in your hand, target one Infernity card in your graveyard and one card your opponent controls. Banish the first, and if you do, destroy the second target. So this is free removal, basically. It's destruction removal. You banish your Infernity, destroy one card. It is situational of having no cards in the hand, though. Um, We only got one copy. And Infernity Necromancer. This This is the last reward, level 35 reward. When this card is normal summoned, it is changed to defense position. If you have no cards in your hand, this card gains the effect... Once per turn, you can select one Infernity in your graveyard, except for Necromancer Special Summon it. Level 3, 0, Attack, 2,000 Defense. It's a useful ability. It helps Synchro Summon the next turn. Um, yeah, you just ramp up, and then you can make an Odd Eyes Dragon, maybe, or something. I mean, 100 Eyes Dragon. We talked about 100 Eyes Dragon last week. Uh, Earthbound Immortal, Kapakapu. I'm not sure we talked about this card, but... You know, this is the boss monster, um, 10 stars, so 
restart the motion unfortunately does not work to get it to level 6. There can only be one earthbound immortal on the field. If there's no face-up field spell on the card, destroy it. Your opponent cannot target this card for attacks. It can attack directly. If it destroys an opponent's monster by battle, inflict damage to your opponent equal to the destroyed monster's original attack. Yep. Um, yeah, this card's pretty good. Um, we only get one of it, and there's a lot of support for it. So if you're going for it, you try to build a deck around it with things like Earthbound Wave or um, Altar of the Bound Deity, things like that. But um, it's it's probably not competitive right now just because we only have one copy. I think that's what's holding it back. And of course we need more Earthbound Immortal cards to make it worth it. So let's move on to Kaelin Kessler's dual skills. And it's... Um, of course, he comes with other skills. Uh, these include Restart, Power of the Dark, things like that. But he has a lot of unique skills himself. He has eight unique unique skills. He's probably going to share these uh, skills with other Dark Signers we'll see in the future. Seal of the Immortals, level 13 reward. Until the end of your opponent's next turn, Earthbound Immortal monsters cannot be destroyed by their own effect. This can only be used once per duel. So... This lets your Earthbound Immortal survive for without a field spell for two turns. And one might think whether running field spells are worth it at all once you have this skill. Because Kapakapu can end a duel in two, turn, two turns. So you can attack directly and attack a monster or something. So, um, you know, it is a beginner, beginner level skill. Um, so it might be enough to close out a game, but um, you probably should run field spells. Endless Combo 100. Begin the duel with 0 cards in your hand and 100 eyes dragon on your side of the field. This is a drop skill. You're starting out with a 3,500, but 100 eyes dragon has no ability when there's nothing in the graveyard. So, you know, you're down 4 cards, basically, card advantage-wise. And you might steal a game against a bricked opponent when they have no monsters. You can hit them twice, but... It seems like a huge disadvantage against any deck because they're going to have something and you're just drawing cards one at a time with no support from the Infernities because you've got nothing in your graveyard. So this is not going to be competitive at all, I think. Dark Tuning 100. At the beginning of the duel, add two Infernity Avengers to your deck and add 100 Ice Dragon to your extra deck. So right now we only have one Avenger and one Hundred Eyes Dragon. This lets you run three Infernity Avengers. We've seen this skill uh, with other all the other signers, and this is a skill that typically is not competitive at all. But right now this is our only way of running three Avengers or two Hundred Eyes Dragons. So if you're building a deck straight just for Hundred Eyes Dragon, maybe it's worth it. Mortal Offerings is a drop skill. Reveal one to three Earthbound Immortal monsters in your hand. Play an equal number of ceremonial tokens in defense. You cannot normal special summon monsters except for Earthbound Immortals. On the turn, you use the skill. You can use this once per duel. So right now, this is an unplayable skill. Why do I say that? We only have one Earthbound Immortal, so... You just get one token, which is a 0-0. Zero, zero, and you can't even play it because the, the Earthbound Immortal requires two tributes, and you can't play any other cards, so... This doesn't help right now. We need more Earthbound Immortals for this to be played. So right now this is an unplayable skill. There's an interesting one. Immortal Charity. 
can be used if you control an earthbound immortal monster. Set one earthbound whirlwind, one earthbound wave, or one roar of the earthbound from outside your deck. This could be used once per duel. So this is an RNG skill. You don't see too many of these skills in Duel Links. They're kind of like the creator with Pegasus where you get a random card. Uh, but it is pretty exciting. Um, it's, it's funny I say it's exciting because I left Hearthstone. In Hearthstone, every card does this. It just You get a random card. So it's it's interesting to see it creep up in Duel Links every so often. My refuge from Hearthstone. And uh, it's kind of like it's a distant memory, but it's fun, I guess. So let's talk about these cards you could get. Earthbound Whirlwind is a UR... Well, it doesn't matter what rarity it is, but it's a spell card. If you control an Earthbound Immortal Monster, destroy all spells and traps your opponent controls. Very good. Heavy Storm, Hatrunade, whatever. Um, you have your monster out, you play this, they pale these old Canadian, who cares, you flip it back up, so it's pretty nice. Earthbound Wave is a card we already have. It's a counter trap to negate spells and traps. I don't think you could use this the same turn you get it off this ability. That would be too busted. And then the worst card here is Roar of the Earthbounds. Continuous trap card. Once per turn, when your opponent's monster declares an attack, target the attacking monster, destroy it, and if you do inflict damage to your opponent equal to half of that monster's attack, you must control an Earthbound monster with attack higher than the attack of the attacking monster. So here's the deal. The Earthland monsters can't even be attacked, so this card won't even apply. This only works for direct attackers like my submarine uh, in Special Duel, so this is the 33% of a bad card, and the other two are pretty good, so that's why Immortal Charity is not OP, but it seems like a pretty cool skill if you're playing Earthland Immortals. Next skill is called One Card Wonder. Your starting hand will contain only one card. During the duel, your normal draws in the draw phase become two cards. Very interesting. This has potential if you can stall a little. So you have to build your deck so you could kind of stall. Um, you know, throw in your cards, your Windstorms, your Curse of Anubis, so you could survive a little bit. Make up your two turns, and then you could win the duel of card advantage. I think this is this is interesting. It's It's pessimistic to say... I'm going to be pessimistic and say that, you know, speed duels, it's hard to catch up once you're down in that card advantage, but this has, don't hold me on this, I think this has potential. I think One Card Wonder has potential down the line. Infernity Inferno can be used on your second turn. Discard up to two cards from your hand, send an equal number of Infernity monsters from your deck to the graveyard. Um, this is probably the skill you use if you're playing a dedicated Infernity deck. I don't see them being competitive, but you're not completely behind. Some of these skills make you handless and you're completely behind. This starts you off with something. Finally, Wave Motion Inferno. If you have no cards in your hand, this skill increases the attack and defense of all Infernity monsters you control by 400. So you save a, you save a spell zone and a deck slot for uh, Wave Motion Inferno. You get 400 attack, but these guys have so little attack anyways. They need it. Um, I don't think 400 is enough for them, frankly. So that's all I have to say about Kalen Kessler. Um, make sure you get him, of course. That's <laughs> You can't miss out on getting a Legendary Duelist. Real cards to go over. July Ranked Rewards. A new SR and a R. First one's called Cheap, Cheap, Cheap. It is the Pregenitor of Kakadoodle Doo. Level 1, Wing of Beast, Flip Effect, 300 Attack, 200 Defense. 
flip effect, you can special summon one level 5 or higher tuner monster from your deck. So this cheats out a high level tuner. It's useful for synchrons. A few cards can apply. In Duel Links, it's Ally Mind, Cockadoodle Doo, Quick Draw Synchron, some Black Wings, and even the next card. So this helps ramp into your synchro plays. I'm not sure if it fits, but it is an immediate... Uh, you get special summons straight from the deck. And the next card is Dragon Core Hexer. Level 8, 2300-3000. Dragon, Dark Dragon Tuner. So it's a level 8 Dragon Tuner. And I could see usage when we have some big synchro down the line. We do have some big synchros right now. We have some level level 9 um, Castle, Gigantic Castle. Level 9 Azure Eyes Dragon, Silver Dragon. Um, there's a Ally of Justice card. But there could be some broken card down the line. And this could see play. It works with Silver's Cry. It's a dragon. Even though it looks like a woman, it's a dragon. I guess they shape they shapeshift or whatever. And I, I would get these two cards, frankly. These are pretty good rewards. Of course, if you don't play 120 duels... Uh, in a season, you don't get your third SR or whatever, but with special duels going on, I would take advantage of getting my duels in and getting these two cards. These are these are pretty solid cards, I think. And there is also the, the last new card is from the Pick a Gift campaign. We have Grand Maju the Aiza, uh, Fire Fiend, question mark, attack and defense. This card's attack and defense are equal to the number of removed from play cards times 400, so... Soul Release banishes up to 5 cards. They'll get up to 2,000. Uh, this doesn't seem worth it, frankly. I mean, there's a better card. There is Tyranno Infinity, which gains 1,000 for each banished dinosaur, so that will be 5,000 with Soul Release. This is only 2,000. Um, you know, um, not much to say about this card. So that is it. Uh, upcoming news. Sartorius is back early July in a few days um, has new rewards and a new skill mid-July new event the card of the strain mid-July dual academy GX uh, welcome to dual academy so uh, it's it's a replay of the GX event and we get a hot new card alluring Alexis mid-July cyber angel Izana merciful machine angel could cyber angels be back we will see mid-July Iron Hasselberry gets uh, retired. Late July, Rise of Ubel together at last. We get a new character who is uh, Fuse, Jaden, and Ubel. And finally, Tour Guide Mission Bingo. So that is it for the podcast this week. Thank you for listening. Um, of course, you know, check out this podcast anywhere. Search the dual assessment. I actually tried signing up for Luminary, and it was a bit of a scam because they have the. Um, they have the ads all over the New York subway. But the problem is you have to pay for Luminary. And uh, I was thinking of getting this podcast on it. But then they put me on this trial where I'm free for a month. But I have to pay afterwards. So I'm going to have to cancel my subscription. So we're not on Luminary, unfortunately. But we're we're on most other things. Uh, we have a website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. All of the notes are there. Uh, that's one thing I pride about this this podcast is getting the show notes on the on the website, so it's pretty much a blog and a website if you want to read along, but 
Most people don't do that. Uh, email me, thedualassessment at gmail.com, or find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, me at Green Ranger CCG. Doug's on Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk, but of course he is um, he's out celebrating July 4th, and uh, but he has his Deck of the Week. He'll be back next week. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.